Welcome back and welcome in to all of you on the network. We certainly appreciate it. From Lacrosse to Viroqua to Menominee, Marinette, Green Bay, Madison, and Milwaukee, and everything in between. We certainly appreciate you joining us on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of our network. We certainly appreciate them being a part of it. I love this girl. I love the pictures on her Facebook page, and I love the fact that she's a dog lover, and she was dressed like she was uh, living as an Eskimo up in the Antarctic somewhere. Uh, The last time I had a chance to see her, post on facebook stacy dales of the nfl network now joining us on the program stacy how you been bill good to be with you happy new year and uh happy hanukkah happy kwanzaa what what else can i throw in it's uh you know it's been a, a interesting another interesting year in the nfl and here we are in week 17 it is a happy time if you're a packers fan because you thought after that detroit lions game all hope was lost but here we are talking about the possibility of them getting into the postseason and you know, Stacey, you've watched uh, a lot of NFC North football uh, over the years, and this was probably one of the teams that you went, whoa, I don't even think this team's worthy of being there, and all of a sudden, here we are. So let, give me your thoughts. Let's start first and foremost with what the Packers have done over the last three weeks. Yeah, they beat two lackluster teams. Yeah, two ahead of concussion, but they won in Miami, something a lot of people didn't think they could do. Are they really on the rise, or are we kind of fooling ourselves? Well, so you know me, Bill. I never count out Aaron Rodgers. I never have. They start four and eight. They're now seven and eight. They've won three in a row. Um, They're one of three teams that are seven and eight, Detroit and Seattle, the other two. And they're trailing basically Washington, who's seven, seven and one for a number seven seed. Um, Are they as good? So my point being, are they as good as any of those teams? Yes. They are because they have the quarterback and an offense that has finally started developing. And Christian Watson, we'll see if he plays this week with the hip injury. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is more efficient when he's on the field and has played better football. He's been their best receiver since week 10. And uh, Dylan and Jones are their two overall best offensive players. So the development of these young guys, they've been patient in Green Bay, I guess I would say. And Yeah, I'm a believer right now because of the quarterback. The defense is playing better in their three-game win streak. The defense has been better in terms of keeping teams out of the end zone. And, um, you know, I don't disparage against opponents in the NFL because uh, in any given week, you're challenged. I just had, uh, you know, the Bills and the the Bears in Chicago. Uh, That was my game assignment last weekend. And you expected the Bills to win, but you see a quarterback in Justin Fields who's dynamic. I mean, it, there's always something, there's always some factor, the weather, whether it be the weather or dynamic players or, hey, it's just our week. And uh, so I still think they now have a shot. I mean, they basically have to win their final two games and hope for Washington to lose one of their two games. Um, and that's very possible because they, they, you know, say what you want about Cleveland, but they do play Dallas in their final week. And, Dallas is a pretty good football team, as you know. Um, I, I go to the Minnesota Vikings side of things, and I start to look at all these teams that lead their division and point differential. Now, the only one that's awful is down there in the uh, NFC South, and nobody is yeah. in a positive state. But I look at the Vikings. They're plus five in point differential, but yet 12 wins on the season. They have won it in very much a cardiac way, but they have the fifth worst scoring defense in all of football. I mean, how are they getting it done? Well, they're getting it done because they they may just have the best, you know, skill players in the, the NFL in totality. I mean, they, they, they add TJ Hawkinson. He's, you know, literally now having a career best season under Kevin O'Connell and company. I mean, so the tight end has been a great addition. Justin Jefferson, 
the best downfield receiver this year in the league. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you would agree if you look at the numbers, Bill, like he leads downfield in terms of yardage, receiving yards. Thielen is Thielen. Delvin Cook is Delvin Cook. Kirk Cousins has played good football. And it's been weird. Like, so the oddity for me is I do cover, especially early in the year, a lot of the NFC North. I've barely had Packers games because of the, the woeful nature of the way things went for them early on. But the Vikings have won 11. They're 11 and 0 in games decided by one possession. And you, you and I can go back and look at all the. the <laughs> remember the Buffalo game where that, how that mm-hmm. was decided. Like that, that was insane. I mean, they just they found ways to win close games. And um, Kirk Cousins has been pretty good, you know. And we'll see, we'll see how things roll for them. But you're right, the defense is an issue. That's where Green Bay has to keep up score. They have to keep score and match score or better score uh, to beat the Vikings because you're right. They're giving up over 400 total yards a game, and their pass defense has been so suspect, the worst in the NFL to this stage. Uh, so that'll, that'll be interesting for me to see how the Packers challenge them offensively. The uh, the big weapon for them is Justin Jefferson. Last time, he just ate the Green Bay Packers up. Crossing pattern, soft coverage, soft zone. They pay the Packers paid Jair to be the number one cornerback in the league. And while he's not some kind of a crazy pick machine, he's certainly a guy that can deter you from throwing the football in his direction. So, do you think that you would take a lesson from that first meeting and just say Jair, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Jair? You two are going to be with each other all damn day long. You know what I mean? But I would. Come on. I mean, yeah, I agree, Bill. I mean, as I mentioned, Justin Jefferson, he leads the NFL in receptions and receiving yards. And Matt LaFleur came out and said, but, you know, I thought it was quite a proclamation. He's the best receiver in football. He's so damn hard to defend. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen, you've seen so many different coverages against this guy. I remember I had him in London, you know, I think it was week six or so, somewhere around there. And uh, just the way that the, 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 you know, the opposition has tried to defend him, whether it be one, two, three, you know, the coverage, he dictates the coverage. So, um, you know, yeah, but Jair's had a pretty decent year. I mean, he's got five picks, uh, which is, it's a career high for him. Um, I I love this pro football focus stat on him. He's fifth in the NFL, I believe, uh, in terms of um, cornerbacks and in, in defending, like, as far as, you know, opposing quarterbacks and, and their passer rating. I mean, he's, he's defended at a 71 passer rating clip against opposing quarterbacks, which is, it's really good. And uh, I think they're going to stick together like flies on, you know, what throughout this game. Uh, I want to go around the rest of the NFC. Uh, Jalen hurts probably not going to be playing this weekend. I would assume he's not going to be, they have pretty much everything locked up. They still have something to play for, obviously, to solidify that number one overall spot. But give me your thoughts on with some of these quarterbacks ailing. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Lamar Jackson. He is still ailing. Jalen Hurts is still ailing. Dak Prescott has not played well, although last week he finally started to play well enough to really make kind of take some of the critics' heat off of him. They got a big one coming up tonight. But then you got guys like Joe Burrow. You got uh, Jay, or, uh, Josh Allen. You've got Patrick Mahomes. These guys are starting to play pretty well. So some quarterbacks are ailing. Some quarterbacks aren't. How do you treat all of this going into the postseason, knowing you're going to be a playoff team, but knowing that your key guy, your franchise guy, has to be healthy and has to be at 100% going into it? Yeah, I think it's a great point you raised, Bill. And I actually have the Eagles this week against the Saints in Philly. And uh, so Jalen Hurts, 
I, I, I don't want to declare one way or the other if he's playing. My gut instinct is that he might because um, he really wanted to play against Dallas last week. Gardner Minshew got the start and had a pretty darn good day, actually, with 355 pass yards. But um, I, I think you have to be cautious. So if he can't play Jalen Hurts football, you don't put him in there. Now, the query that you're facing, as you talk about right now, it's like, okay, how important are these games for teams like Minnesota and the Eagles? Well, if the Eagles win, they they win their division outright, so this game would determine that, and they also clinch the number one seed. And you know how important the number one seed is. I mean, it's what the Buffalo Bills are playing for and have played for and um, to make everything come through Orchard Park and for Philly to make everything come through that place because I'm sure you've been to games there. It's a nut house. Like, their fans are rabid. I think Ben would agree with me, um, your producer there. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. it, it's, a, it's a crazy, crazy place to go and play. And um, the Eagles have been on the road for three weeks, and now they're back. So I'm guessing Jalen Hurts is going to want to play. Brain's throwing shoulder, though. So we'll see. He also leads the NFL in design runs. You know, quarterback designs. It goes him, Fields, Lamar, and um, Josh Allen in terms of how teams literally run the football with their quarterback. And so now you look at it, and if he does play, how do they play him, um, to your point? So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I think Mahomes is obviously back to an MVP level, as you mentioned him. I think Josh Allen is somebody I, I just don't I don't want to guess against. Joe Burrow is leading this team valiantly, like we saw him do last year in a trip to the Super Bowl. and. Um, Jalen Hurts, to me, is the front runner for the MVP. I mean, doesn't play against Dallas. Gardner Minshew was good, but threw two picks. If Jalen Hurts plays, do they win? And to me, the mark of, of the most valuable player is, is the wins, and certainly you could argue that Patrick Mahomes is pretty damn good, too. Uh, I want to ask you the, uh, the the Tom Brady saga that's gone on this year. Obviously, a lot of things off the field have gone on for him. Obviously, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not been a good team, and they're sitting there with seven wins right now, a game under five hundred, but yet they lead their division. I have I can't remember the last time I between Ru- him and Russell Wilson. Now he has had uh, Tom Brady's had a way subpar season for him, and then Russell Wilson has completely fallen off the table. How uh, you know we've seen now Tom Brady's forty five years old though. You kind of expect diminishment. You know, but yeah. what has happened in Tampa Bay? Well, I think obviously there's a lot of distractions, and distractions do impact teams. And I think, you know, when I go back to the offseason, Bill, it was I'm going to retire, and now I'm not. And I think anytime you're as an athlete, because regardless of what level or male, female, whatever it may be, anytime you're deliberating over retirement and then you've got personal stuff going on, which is none of any of our business. Um, I would say, like, that's how I look at it. It still is a factor, and it impacts you, and you're 45 years old, and maybe the team isn't as good, and you don't have your security blanket in Rob Gronkowski, and there's been a number of injuries along the way. <laughs> you know, it, there's just there's so many things that pile up. Um, I, I have, you know, I had hoped after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl that he would retire because what a beautiful way to end an illustrious co- career and go out as truly the goat and I just it, it's always frustrating when I see a quarterback you think about Brett Favre like how good he was decline in those years they're just still trying to hang on and I don't think I have any right to sit and pick apart Tom Brady's game after what he's done and I've never played football but I would say that I think the proof's in the pudding when you look at the numbers and 
the results around him. And the, the crazy part about it is they still have a chance to win that division, and, and we'll see over the next few weeks. But the more perplexing one has been Russell Wilson. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett gets fired, and um, you kind of saw a team get out in front of that, right? They didn't want to leave a drama hanging at the end of the season, knowing what their decision was going to be in regards to Nate Hackett. But Russell Wilson never really stepped up in, in just watching them play in that leadership sort of savvy that we remember from Seattle. So that's probably been the biggest story for me of, of disappointment alongside the Indianapolis Colts this season. Then um, obviously one more story, and that is Derek Carr getting benched for Jared Stidham. Carr saying that it's going to be a stra- distraction. Uh, Devontae Adams went there to play with Derek Carr and signed that massive contract to do so. Carr could be out with no real financial ramifications at the end of the year. Uh, Josh McDaniels, mm-hmm. again as a head coach, not getting the job done. You talk about a train wreck right now in Las Vegas for a team that was one pass away from beating Cincinnati and on their way deeper into the postseason last year to where they are now. Boy, what a fall off for them as well. Yeah, Bill, this one is so perplexing to to see in this news revealed this week with Derek Carr now basically outing himself from the facility. Like, this is some drama. And I've covered Derek, and I I think he's a lovely person. And it's just a a weird deal. I have a couple buddies that work with that team. And uh, throughout the course of this season, like, the kind of message that I've gotten, like, we weren't supposed to be this bad. Like, we are very mm-hmm. talented. This is a really talented football team. And it is shocking when you look at some of the talent they do have, and obviously they've had injuries. But, um, yeah, I'd be really curious to sit down with Josh McDaniels as you talk about it, who had his, you know, ups and downs and odd oddities with the quarterback position. Remember the whole Tim Tebow thing in Denver? Um, right. I just don't know. It's It's – when you're not always in the building, it's kind of hard to put a pulse on everything. But it's really strange to me how things have ended for Derek Carr with this team this year because we still have two weeks to go. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Stacy, uh, we're going to miss you at Green Bay, but I know you got a good one coming up this weekend and hope to talk to you again real soon. Love the dog pictures. Hope the family's doing better, certainly, and uh, and you stay in touch, okay? Yeah, we may see you against Detroit next weekend. We'll keep our eye Perfect. on that one. Thanks for having me, Bill. You guys take care. Uh, thanks so much, Stacy. There you go. Stacy Dales of the NFL Network joining us for a couple of minutes. Great stuff. As all- Yeah, you talk about some of the... Uh- some of the weird drama that has gone on. You you think to yourself, what's gone on behind the scenes down in Tampa Bay? I think that has kind of straightened itself out a little bit because you would assume that some of the strife that was going on with Tom Brady now has kind of worked itself out, and now you're just into routine and rhythm, and you're just finding out that you're just not that good of a football team. Like, everybody got slow all at once. Okay, you understand that. Then you look at what's going on with Russell Wilson, and you think, boy, what did Seattle know? When they were sitting there at the table with a straight face saying, this is what we want for Russell Wilson. We're going to take these draft choices. We're going to take these players. Go ahead and give us the world. And the Denver Broncos gladly said, here you go. Here you go. We want Russell Wilson. Remember, we had our guy Eric Miller on from uh, Mile High Sports. And he was all in favor of Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett singing their praises. This is great. What an incredible marriage. And then it just it just completely turned to crap. And now you've got Derek Carr, and who last year played well, 
all they felt was like they were one piece away from getting themselves into a Super Bowl. They go out and break the bank for Devontae Adams, who took, for all intents and purposes, less money to go from one, as he put it, Hall of Famer to another and left the Packers because, as he said, you know, hey, Jordan Love's nice, but, and then stop short of saying he's not the guy. I need to go get my stats with another guy because he's looking for a jacket. And he's the guy that also said that, uh, you know, not getting a Super Bowl ring would not complete his career. So he took less money to play with his guy to go to a team that felt like they were one player away. Everything was lined up. And then they hire the craptastic Josh McDaniels, who, as Stacy stated, had problems with Tim Tebow in Denver, gets canned in Denver, goes back to Bill Belichick, then is ready to take the job in Indianapolis. They were going to fly him in. They were ready to make the announcement. Everything was pretty much done. He walks him to the altar in the offseason and then backs out, shows a, a tremendous, I guess on one hand, lack of character, I guess, if you want to label it that way, for going putting this team through the process and then at the last minute going, no, I don't think so, and then going back to Bill Belichick. Then... You know, the Raiders are in a tough situation. They could have hired Rich Basaccia, who the team just played their asses off for, and brought in Devontae, and instead they get rid of Rich, bring in McDaniels. Who's the problem? The team goes right down the crowd. They did have a few injuries, but they got weapons there, man. They just do. And <laughs> they're one pass play away in Cincinnati for moving on in the postseason last year. And now they're they're just this bad, and Derek Carr's been benched. He's basically said, I'm out, talk to you later. And Stidham is the guy? And now you're looking for a quarterback in the offseason? Devontae's telling people on, on Instagram, if you don't like what I have to say, F you. And McDaniels is sitting there going, it's not me. It's not me, it's the guys. After Carr stood up for him, you talk about a train wreck. Man, oh man, oh man. What a saga. What a lot of drama going on in the NFL right now. 877-867-1670. Hit us up, 877-867-1670. Our friends over there at the Water Doctors, they are in Waukesha, Wisconsin. But if you live in Sturgeon Bay, if you live in Menominee, Marinette, La Crosse, Eau Claire, and you are looking for the Connecticut Water Softening System, John Atlee can get you in touch with the people in your area. It's one number, one guy. One guy to call. If you're in Waukesha, if you're in Milwaukee, if you're in Racine, if you're in Kenosha, if you're in Ozaki, if you're in Washington County, if you're in Jefferson County, doesn't matter. There you go. It's our buddy John Atley, 262-549-7733. The reason you called John is because he also donates money to Custom Canines and the Service Dog Academy. They implore you to do so as well. Helps veterans in need uh, of service dogs, therapy dogs, and such. They support that as well. So not only is it a great product in the Connecticut water softening system, something I have in my home and I use every day. I notice it and I thank myself for saying, I'm going to go in that direction every day because I love it. But they also do something really good for the community. That's Water Doctors, H2Odoctors.com, H2Odoctors.com, or call them 262 549 7733. 262 549 7733. 262 549 7733. Or go to H2, the letter O Doctors, H2O Doctors.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
If you're looking for something to do this weekend, maybe they've got a room or two left, and you can get a nice discount on it as well. But that's our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort over on the beautiful Muscato Island uh, up there in the river in Pembine, Wisconsin. They have a hell of a New Year's Eve party coming up, the indoor pool, the indoor saunas, all that kind of good stuff. They still have some snow up north. The sled, uh, the sled trails are open, all that kind of good stuff. And that's at the Four Seasons Island Resort. You can go into Iron Mountain, Michigan. You can go to their sister resort over there at uh, Pine Mountain, do a little skiing if you choose to do so. You can go south. You can go into Menominee, Marinette, Peshtigo, and visit our friends at Four, Four Seasons or uh, Forgotten Fire Winery. Four Seasons Island Resort, plenty to do in the Northwoods or just get away. Get a hold of our girl Barb, B-A-R-B, Barb at the Four Seasons, Wisconsin.com. Barb at the Four Seasons, Wisconsin.com, or call them right now, 715-324-5800, 715-324-5800. Use the code BillMichaels15 for 15% off your stay. 715-324-5800, ask for Barb. And even if it's not for, say, this weekend, they still have the Chocolate Festival coming up. They got uh, the Al Capone's birthday weekend, which is kind of cool. They got all kinds of different stuff going on at the Four Seasons Island Resort up in Pembine, Wisconsin. So get a hold of them and give them the code BillMichaels15 for 15% off your stay and get a hold of Barb now. Good stuff. And our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. Uh, By the way, some news. Keyshawn Nixon uh, is going to practice, according to Matt LaFleur, today. So that's good news as uh, the Green Bay Packers set to take uh, back to the practice field today as well. So uh, nice stuff there. Um, Waiting, uh, we should see as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers is back on the practice field after, uh, you know, having that knee banged up a little bit. Uh, There is still some decisions to be made, you would assume, with guys like Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari. uh, Even though he was back at practice yesterday, Bakhtiari was. You wait and see. Um, As we talked to Wayne Larrabee yesterday, or two days ago, Wayne said, eh, you wait until the Friday report if guys are fully practicing or not uh, before you determine whether or not they're actually going to play in the game. So I think, and he's, he's, he's right. I mean, experience-wise, we'll tell you, wait till Friday to see what they're actually going to put out when it comes to the injury report. So we'll see. But uh, good news is Keyshawn Nixon back today, the returner for the Green Bay Packers. And you hope that whatever he tweaked on Sunday, they pulled him as more of a precautionary measure to give him a little more time to rest and not further injure the groin than it was he further injured the groin, and he had to sit, and now he's feeling a little bit better, but he's still not 100%. So we'll see. We'll see how, how he does. But good to have uh, – or good to see Keyshawn Nixon is back. 877-867-1670. Let's do this uh, because we went really late with Stacey. we got a, a break here at the bottom of the hour, and then we'll come right back. We'll get into the phone calls, uh, and it, we're going to open up the phone lines. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Also – Get in your fantasy football questions right now. Coming up at the top of the hour, Paul Charchian. If you are in the finals of your fantasy football league, and this is it, this is it. If you're in the finals and you got a question, get a hold of us. Paul Charchian is going to be answering your questions coming up just after the top of the hour as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They're the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Next Wednesday night, we're going to be down at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill in the Deer District coming up next Wednesday night. Looking forward to it. It's going to be our final appearance down there this year, so come on out and say hello. That's going to be next Wednesday night, and it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. 
covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Pearl Jam. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That's the number you find us at. Uh, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Let's get back to the phones. Talk to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, what's happening, man? Bill, Bill somebody actually said you were wrong about the Packers. I mean, 90% of us were wrong about the Packers when they started the season. Yeah, I mean, that's, okay. that's ridiculous that. statement. You know? I mm-hmm. mean, uh, but anyway... If they lose to the Vikings, okay, let's say they lose to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, I don't want them to beat Detroit. I want them to get the better draft choice. That's how I'm thinking. Okay, mm-hmm. so let, let let me say this: if they do lose to the Vikings, and I'll be rooting for the Packers. I want them to go to playoffs. I want them. To, I want them to. Okay. Now, if they do, how soon after they lose to the Vikings will? ESPN, uh, the NFL Network, start having Rodgers going to the Raiders. Let's have an under <laughs> and over on that. Right? Um, you know it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to you know happen gonna because happen. Derek Carr is out of there. We all know that. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, that's That'll be the rumor that will fly around. Uh, but I cannot imagine. Uh, Rodgers has stated he wants to retire a Green Bay Packer. So he he's, he's on the record mm-hmm. of saying that, you know. Uh, right. Yeah, but Favre did it, you know, before he ended up leaving. And Rogers had a chance to leave and a chance to be traded away and a chance not to sign an extension. And instead, he signed it and said, "Nope, this is it. I'm signing it. I'm here." So he can always say, "I'm not going anywhere." But uh, you know, the the rumors are going to start. I, what I'm interested in is if the Packers lose, to where it, we're going to hear a whole week of. Well, if all of this happens and the Packers win, the Packers can still make the postseason because then eventually we'll hear that. You know oh, that's coming. Oh, oh, I don't want to. Come on now, that that's even <laughs> more ridiculous. I mean, I'm going to really, you know, come on now. We got zero point zero zero two percent, yeah, and all that nonsense. We don't want to hear. It. But I know. Look, and I agree with Ben, what Ben said about love if he started the last three games. I think he would have won. I, I really do. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, is this really beneficial for the Packers? I mean, honestly, let's be total honest about this. Is this really beneficial for the Packers to go on to the, if, if Rodgers comes back next year? Is it is it beneficial? Really? I mean, if we look at everything... Is it beneficial for them? I well, if you're looking in the short term, yes. If you're looking in the long term, no. Uh, um, the, so, the way the way I look at it, and I'll, I'll give you my perspective on this, is right. I would take while I have a Hall of Famer in my stable, I take every shot I can possibly get at winning a championship, and the reason why is because you've seen quarterbacks that or teams without Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they have not won championships, or it's very unlikely they're going to win championships. When you have a guy like a Rodgers or a Favre or whatever, and Ron Wolf said, I didn't do enough to put us there again. Uh, Ted Thompson kind of alluded to that fact. Gutekinds is trying to do everything he can to put us there. The one aspect of that is, is you got to do it with Rodgers' big salary that's upcoming. 
But I think as long as you have him in your stable, you do everything you can to win. And if it means sacrificing a year or so afterwards to get your salary cap back right and rebuild the team, then maybe you do that. But I think you just look, I mean, how many teams would kill to be in the position of the Green Bay Packers still at this point with a Hall of Fame quarterback to say, we still have a legitimate shot at just getting there and then let the chips fall where they may. You know what I mean? I do, but how long did Mahomes sit behind Smith? How many years was that? Was that two years? It wasn't very long. It was a year or two, yeah. One year. traded Alex Smith away. It was, yeah, I thought oh, it was, was about one a year. year. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I know they said he was super talented. And people forget, Goody, they asked Goody in the beginning when he picked Love. He said he was Mahomes blankety-blank. Right. Like Mahomes 10 times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He made that. Yeah. No one ever brings that up. But he did say that. And, and I, I, you know, I, I can't find the quote. Maybe Ben could find or whatever. But he did say something to that, you know. Uh, so, I, look, I, I'm very, you know, I'm just worried about if they bring Rodgers back, they're going to miss an opportunity to get a pop because the Raiders are going to want him. The Jets are going to, these people will give you a boatload for him. And I understand if, what if the said. deal if the deal outweighs the future or the now, then it, Gerard, I appreciate the phone call. If the deal outweighs the future or the now, you make the deal. You make the deal. But if the deal doesn't outweigh it, uh, it, it is very difficult for me to give up the known commodity of a guy who they doubted three or four years ago when they drafted Jordan Love. They said, ah, boy, it's it's the end of Aaron Rodgers. Ugh. We're going to pick a quarterback. And then what did he do? He came back and had back-to-back MVP seasons. Said, no, I'm not done. You're not going to do this to me. And used it as a chip on his shoulder and stuck it to him. So I'm not, after this season, I'm not doubting Aaron Rodgers. I think it's one of those years that you chalk up and you say, you know, He's still, he's 38, 39 years old. It's a learning experience. He had to change his ways. He had to, you know, change his thinking a little bit. And now you may get an even better version of Aaron Rodgers going into next season. More familiarity with the guys around him. Pick up another veteran that can really, really supplement this team. Find yourself a good tight end that you can use besides Robert Tanyan. And then... You know, and then make another run at it because it's not like you're re, you, you don't have to retool the whole thing. You're not that far away. You know, you're probably a couple of players and maybe a defensive coordinator away from being a better football team. A much better football team. I take another stab at it. That's just me. But you got to take advantage of those opportunities while they're right there sitting in front of you. That's just. Just my opinion. 877-867. Uh-oh. Bill, this Uh-oh. is very, very weird. But this just came across the wire. Pete Thamel reports, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has emerged as the top candidate to be the next president-CEO of the Chicago Bears. A uh, little strange, but it makes sense. He's right there in Chicago. He's a friend of the McCaskies. He's been a friend of Ted Phillips. He's probably somewhat hand-picked to be the next guy. He knows, as far as the Big Ten goes, 
they are, one, in a very good financial position, and two, life is becoming much, much more difficult in the Power Five because of the money and the NIL and everything that's going on with it. They don't know where the governance body's actually going to land on all of this by the time it's all said and done, and he's going to have to navigate those waters as opposed to just running a very established um, you know, franchise. So it's that's interesting. That's interesting, but I, I kind of get it. He's based right there. He's based right there. I'm but, startled uh, more by the long-term impact on college football, given all he has done in the last two years to shake it up with USC, UCA, media right. deals, how how massive the Big Ten is becoming. Not but necessarily else, from the Bears' What else do you think he could do short of bringing in Notre Dame? Notre Dame, Oregon, I guess maybe seeing it through to when it's only the Big Ten and the SEC because mm-hmm. they're going to keep expanding. Nothing, uh, th- There's nothing you could put your finger on and say he could do this, right. but it's the impact he's had. I don't know a good comparison to it, but right. it'd be like if a great uh, president, CEO in baseball that's winning World Series just steps out and goes to another sport. Mm-hmm. Well, running the Big Ten and running the Chicago Bears as the pre- very similar. The only thing that you have in the Big Ten that he doesn't have to do versus what he would have to do in Chicago would be the hiring and firing of coaches and general managers. So that would be where his scrutiny begins to fall as the president. And and also now here's the other aspect of this. What does that say about when you talk about all the acquisitions? Everything he's done to expand the Big Ten, the financial impact, the negotiation of deals, TV rights, all of that, what does that tell you? It tells me that they're moving. He's going to be doing a lot of this construction of this new stadium is going to be built in Arlington. He's going to be negotiating a lot of the different rights and such to a lot of this to make this team money or... Or if in the back of their mind, they're thinking maybe there's a 5% chance that they stay in Chicago, they bring him in to say, you got to negotiate with this guy on giving us the best possible deal if you think we're going to stay at Soldier Field. This is what we want, which I can't imagine they're going to do. But I can see him being the guy that they're bringing in to spearhead all of this, to build this new stadium, to build the area up around it, to acquire additional land, to build different buildings and such that are going to be leased to Chicago Bears Incorporated, all of that stuff. I can see him as a business leader coming in now and spearheading all of that with his experience. That's the why. That's the reason they're bringing him in, I would assume. There's a lot of validity to that. Whereas Ted Phillips, Ted Phillips has never had to do that. I, I've, I've never had a good experience with Ted Phillips, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but there, the couple of times that I've had dealings with him, it's not been pleasant. So I... Maybe they're bringing in, uh, you know, he, he's Ted Phillips has always seemed to me like one of those old school wink and a nod Chicago dudes. You know, he's he's got people in his pocket. You know, he knows where the bodies are buried. You know, he's he's kind of been the Don down there for a long time because he was he's the only guy that's never been replaced. He's been there for 20 plus years. In that position, he just sits there, doesn't take a lot of heat. But, you know, the family takes heat, the GM takes heat, the coach takes heat. Ted Phillips just kind of cruised along. 
you know, didn't didn't really ruffle feathers or anything. He just he, he I, that's why I said the guy. I just couldn't fathom how he wasn't blown out years ago. But anyway, there you go. So it looks like uh, the Big Ten commish heading down to uh, heading to Chicago. Really, only making a it, literally a lateral move in in geographic location only. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, already getting reaction from some people, some of the people that cover the team down in Chicago, saying it just sounds like a fantastic deal on paper for the Bears. Now, whether or not he actually pans out, we'll have to wait and see. But that's what they're probably bringing him in for, is to make the move, to take them to Arlington and make all of those uh, make all of those business deals. Uh, 877-867-1670. Okay, that was the breaking news. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Paul Charging coming up after the top of the hour. Get your fantasy football questions into us right here, right now. We're going to try to get to all of them as fast as we can today because we know you're coming up on the championships, and this is it. So we'll try to get all the questions into Paul Hit right here, right now, today to uh, to find out uh, you know whatever it is you need to know regarding your fantasy football team. Speaking of fantasy, celebrate if you do win. With a bottle of Forgotten Fire. Maybe you're going to be doing it this uh, Saturday night during New Year's Eve. Maybe the Moscato is going to ring in the New Year. Whatever it may be, check out ForgottenFireWinery.com. ForgottenFireWinery.com. Go to Peshtigo, order your local grocery store, liquor store, wine store. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com, made right here in Wisconsin. And as they say, it's fun in a bottle. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers dealing with some key injuries. Wide receiver Christian Watson watched practice yesterday out with a hip injury. Return man Kashawn Nixon says he was pulled from the Dolphins game when his groin injury was aggravated. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell, after watching the tape of the Packers' four takeaways Sunday in Miami. Uh, they're getting turnovers defensively. They're getting the football. I think it was has been real uh, dynamic uh, with their ability to take it away when it's in the air and then also just... When they're tackling, raking at the ball, getting the football out, we've got to be great with the ball in our hands when we have it. And then they're running the football, and, and, and of course, Aaron's making a lot of plays, and you can really see their passing game coming to life, you know, both on schedule and off schedule. So uh, going to be a heck of a challenge. They're always so tough to play, you know, at Lambeau Field, and, and uh, we got to play a really good game. At 12-3, and three, the Vikings have eight fourth-quarter comebacks this season. I asked Aaron Rodgers. What's your biggest concern facing this Vikings team that seems to have a talent? playing it right down the last play of the game. Yeah, they've had an amazing record, 11-0 and against uh, in one-score games. Uh, that's the league, you know. You win those games, you're going to be playoff bound. They've done a great job of that, winning games the last second. I think they've won like six in the last uh, play of the game, something like that. Uh, so obviously had to uh, you know, play really well in crunch time. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. They definitely have shown the resiliency it takes to play in this league. And, I mean, anytime you're down 33 nothing and you find a way to come back, I think that says all that it needs to. That's Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. going to be joining us from guillotineleagues.com and fantasy football questions going to get them all in 
I know some of you are uh, chomping at it because uh, this week, uh, this weekend, usually for many, is uh, the finality of fantasy football. So trophies are on the line. So get your question in. Get a hold of us, and uh, we'll get your question into Paul Charchian as quick as we can. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, Pedro says, with Christian Watson possibly not playing this weekend, what does that mean for the Green Bay Packers passing game? Is there anybody else that can blow the lid off of a defense that is so prone to big plays? Uh, no. I, I mean, I can give you a bunch of convoluted answers, and no, there's not. That's it. I wish I had some kind of deep philosophical philosophical thing and some statistic. I mean, Al Lazard's been probably the most relied upon receiver, but no, it, it to me, and and you, you know, if Christian Watson does play, okay, let's let's say that if Christian Watson does play, I look at it this way: he's there, and even if he's not a hundred percent. He's there to be able to just kind of take the lid and push it downfield a little bit. That's it. Because you cannot, if you just go big play after big play and just try to play keep up with the Minnesota Vikings, they can beat you. Their weaponry is far too deep. You don't have that in Green Bay. What you need to do is exactly what they did to you in the first game, is death by a thousand cuts. You know, they're going to come after Aaron Rodgers, Aaron's going to have to get rid of the football. Go to the open man. Go to Aaron Jones. Go to A.J. Dillon. Go to Randall Cobb. Go to the open man. Utilize the tight end more. Pick up first downs. First downs means you have a new set of down. You know? That's it. Just keep moving the football down the field. The more you're on the field, the more you move the football down the field, the more points, obviously, you can put on the board and taking time off the clock to do it, it doesn't become a shootout because they can score fast and furious. They, you know, they just can. Don't do that. Don't get into the shootout. Do it methodical and then put pressure on, on Kirk Cousins and hope you get a turnover or two. You know, protect the football. Just settle for the first downs. Keep moving the ball down the field. That's it. That's the way to beat them. If you think you're going to go toe-to-toe with them, you're a fool. And if you're not going to play aggressive on defense, you're a fool. Because they'll, they'll, they'll kill you. They just can. We've seen them do it to damn near every team in the league. Right? 877-867-1670. Light the lines now. We'll take your questions live on the air. If you can't pick up the phone and give us a call for fantasy football, you can find us on the Bud Light live stream. You can type in your question there. I'll try to get to it. Also, you can hit us up over on Twitter. I'll try to get to it. At Bill underscore Michaels. Follow us there. At Bill underscore Michaels. You can also uh, shoot us an email. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. I'll try to get your fantasy questions there as well. Okay? Got a lot of stuff coming up. Hang in there. Paul Charchian is going to join us coming up next on The Bill Michael Show.